We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. WEEI Studios, the home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And now, a Boston original on Boston Sports Original. It's Christian Arcan on WEEI. Burrow off his back foot. It's intercepted. Down the sideline. Marcus Jones has got speed. Still going. Touchdown, Patriots! And charging down the field is Marcus Jones to the sideline. The 30, the 20, the 10. Touchdown! A pick six for Marcus Jones. Judon knocks it free. And the Pats come away with it. Marcus Jones. What a turnaround here in Foxborough. All right, hour number two here, Sports Radio WEEI. It's Christian Arkin here on Boston Sports Original. By the way, you can listen to EEI on your smart speaker. Just say play 93.7 WEEI. I told you I'd give you something positive. There you go, Marcus Jones. Marcus Jones maybe uh, slowly becoming, or very quickly, I should say, becoming my favorite Patriot ever. <laughs> That's a little hyperbole there. It's a couple of guys ahead of him, but, man, what a season. What a season for the kid. And uh, not just uh, the rookie impact of all the different things that he does but he's become your one of your more reliable scorers you know he's one of the he gets in the end zone as much as anybody else on this team does and they say all that to say it really sucks he's not playing tomorrow <laughs> it really sucks Marcus Jones has been a revelation this year and when I think about Marcus Jones and how good he's been and you know the touchdowns he scored when he gets the ball in his hands and all that sort of stuff uh on offense it's it's nice but I've also heard people say, well, if this offense was functional, then Jones wouldn't have been doing all that stuff. True, maybe he wouldn't have. But he'd still have a pick six. He'd still have a punt return for a touchdown. And I think that eventually you don't want to just have a guy with speed like that die out on the vine. you got to get the ball in his hands as much as you can. He's shown that he's that type of playmaker. He's shown that he's an explosive guy and a, and a, a scoring threat from pretty much anywhere. He's a home run hitter. 
Um, really, really been fun to watch. And the fact that uh, he, at the end of that uh, game, bumped his head there, and now he's got a concussion, he's going to be out, that blows. Really, a lot of the stuff that I wanted to say in this segment, the positive stuff about the team, it's players who aren't playing tomorrow. <laughs> like Marcus Jones, without him in the game, who's going to score points? Kendrick Bourne? Sure, fine, all right. Maybe you get one touchdown out of Kendrick Bourne. Who else? Stevenson? Damian Harris is going to be back? Uh... You know, I'd really feel a lot better about that game if you had the threat of Marcus Jones uh, either returning a kick or uh, getting the ball on a screen or something. I don't know. I just I feel better about the Patriots when he's playing. And I certainly feel better about their uh, offensive chances. Um, Jack Jones is another guy who I think was a tremendous draft pick and showed some real promise this year, and then he's been hurt for a long time now, and uh, he's also had a couple of games that weren't so great. But I do think that that's another good draft pick and another step in the right direction. Marcus Jones, Jack Jones. Um, Matthew Judon. There's nothing you can say that's negative about Matthew Judon this year. Last year you could say, well, he was good in the first half and then he fell off. This year he's been good the whole year. Um, I don't think he's going to be defensive player of the year. But I think he'll be in the conversation, and uh, I think he's probably looking. He's definitely a pro bowl or maybe looking at an all-pro bid, too. Um, we'll see. We'll see if he uh, if he is or not. I think if he's not, once again, he'll be in the conversation. It's not much you can say uh, negative about Matthew Judon. He's been awesome this year. And I think he's elevated his teammates. Matthew Judon, I think, elevated Dietrich Wise early in the year, has elevated Josh Uche. Um, I think that, uh, that's, uh, that, that pass rush is really taken on a whole new attitude and a whole new everything because of Judon and what he's been able to do week in and week out. He's got uh, he's got everything. He's got the numbers to back it up. He's got the personality that people like. I mean, it's just he's, he's a leader in that defense, and uh, he was a great, great, great signing. So there you go. Some more positivity there for you. How about uh, Ramondre Stevenson? Normally, I'd say a very positive developments with Ramondre Stevenson this year, except for that oh, one little problem, and that one little problem him being the fact that he loses his mind at the end of these games. Uh, these last two weeks, really the difference between wins and losses has been Ramondre Stevenson at the end of the games. I know that seems like a lot to put on the guy, but it's kind of true. I can't tell you for sure that the Patriots would have beaten Vegas in overtime. I can't tell you for sure that they would have uh, that they would have won that game, but I can tell you for sure <laughs> that they would have at least made it to overtime and had a chance to win the game if Ramondre Stevenson hadn't started that whole process of laterals and what have you. And I can tell you for sure that the Patriots had the ball ten yard line, whatever it was, with under a minute to go trying to run some clock, trying to get in the end zone. And listen, they're not a great red zone team, and maybe they wouldn't have crossed the goal line anyway. But we'll never know because Ramondre Stevenson coughed it up. Um, He's been good this year. He's been a revelation this year in a lot of ways. And I think Mac Jones really has grown to trust him as a, as a multi-purpose back, which is great. That's a great thing for a young quarterback to have. But that trust for, I don't know, I can't speak for him, but I don't know how anybody on that team can trust him with the ball in his hands late in the game. How could you? And you know, it's interesting with Bill Belichick. Back in the day, 
whether you were the starting running back, the third down back, the fourth back, whoever you were, it doesn't matter. If you fumbled, you got benched. You were not playing the next week. They'll put anybody in there before they put you in if you fumbled. Ask Stephen Ridley. How many times Stephen Ridley have to plant it on the bench because he fumbled? And they barely even had anyone to replace him with. You know who Bill's favorite running back of all time was? Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. You know why? Because he never fumbled. <laughs> never, ever, ever. It's one thing he just would not do. He would not fumble. Um, you fumbled. You were you were in the doghouse. But I think it speaks to the state of this offense that Ramondre Stevenson could really throw two games away like that, and they're just so dysfunctional that they have to go back to him. They have to stick with him. They have to hope that he figures out how to how to manage those moments at the end of games. Because right now he's a liability when it comes to that. He's a liability at the end of a game. I'm sorry. Like, those were two important moments. And uh, one of the plays was a fumble. Sometimes people fumble. The other one was just, I don't know. I mean, I don't even really know what to call that. It's been two weeks, and I'm still not totally sure uh, exactly what happened in that Vegas game. I think the best guess that I've read and that I've sort of surmised on my own, too, is that the team was just so frustrated with the offense that they decided to call one for themselves. And it was a terrible time to do it. It was a very low percentage play. And Jacoby Myers obviously is getting more of the uh, more of the of the heat for it because his play was the most ridiculous one. Stevenson lateraling it to Myers was not smart, but it was only a yard or two. Myers throwing it across the field to Mac Jones, who even if he caught it, what what did you think was going to happen then? And we all know how that ended, but man, I mean, there's just there was never really much of an explanation. Bill comes out says we made a mistake. Yeah, we know, Bill. We know you made a mistake. We're aware that a mistake was made. And Jacoby Myers, God bless him, stood up there and took all the heat for it. He did. And Stevenson, you could tell he was beside himself too. But then the next week, the next week as they're trying to maneuver themselves into a game-winning score, Stevenson puts it on the ground again. Ugh. Ugh. That leaves a mark. That leaves a mark. Ramondre Stevenson has been a net positive this year. But no one's going to forget these two games. I don't think anyone will. Um, What else? Kyle Duggar. I think Kyle Duggar's had a good year. I think uh, Adrian Phillips has had a good year. Juwan Bentley's had a good year. You notice I'm naming only defensive players? (laughs) You notice that I've not named one offensive because how could you? What offensive player could you even begin to? Stevenson's the closest I could come. But even then, I can't I can't give you a full-on uh, endorsement. Not the way these last two games went. And other than him, there's nobody even close. Duggar's good. Bentley's good. I think uh, Josh Uche's uh, come around. I sort of lump him in with, the, with Judon and Wise and the rest of the pass rush. And I think that was all sort of um, uh, sparked by Judon and what he's been doing this year. But again... You know, a bunch of those guys are not playing tomorrow. Marcus Jones, Jack Jones are not playing tomorrow. And Marcus Jones not playing, a guy who you rely on now for to, to get in the end zone, a guy who gets in the end zone just as much as any of your wide receivers or tight ends, him not playing is devastating. Never thought I'd say that. When they drafted him, I remember when they drafted him, I watched his videos, and I'm like, this kid's really fun to watch. He had a, In Houston, he had a couple of great punt returns, great kick returns. And uh, they showed some of them on draft night, and I went and sort of looked on YouTube and found some of my own. Really fun, like a fun highlight tape. And now him being out for this game against the Dolphins here in week 17, 16, 17, I, I look at it and I think this is a devastating loss for the Patriots, a devastating loss. 
It's weird. It's funny how football is. You know, it's funny how that goes. There was a time when the Patriots could win shorthanded, but there was never a time, I think, where they won with a bad secondary, right? You remember there's been times where they had guys missing. They had, you know, players on offense missing, players on the defense missing. But when they had really soft secondaries or really, you know, weak cornerback rooms, I feel like they never won anything. They just they couldn't they couldn't ever overcome that. Um, they had Ty Law and Lawyer Malloy in the in the first iteration. Not to mention a lot of other guys, but those Ty Law was the main one. He was the lockdown number one corner. Uh, Asante Samuel, Darrell Revis, and then about I don't know seven or eight years in between those two guys, maybe more, where. They didn't have much in that secondary, and it showed. There was a lot of years there, a lot of Ellis Hobbs years, and, you know, when McCourty was first drafted and he was a corner before they put him to safety, he had some trouble there. There was a, there was some Darius Butler. Like, there was thin years there in that secondary, and the Patriots never, I mean, they couldn't get over the hump. They made some deep runs, sure, but they couldn't, they just couldn't quite get there. And, you know, you remember Ellis Hobbs reaching up on Plaxico Burris. You remember a lot of sort of moments like that. And that was because their secondary just wasn't quite good enough. I don't know if they ever. And then when they got Revis, they started winning again. And then Butler became the next guy after that, and they won again with him. And then, you know, Stephon Gilmore. Like, it's sort of, right? Like, this has always been kind kind of a thing. And I feel like they're, at the very least, tried to replenish that through the draft. And they may have gotten a couple of guys there that I don't know if either one of them are ever going to be Darrell Revis or Ty Law, but I think that Jack Jones and Marcus Jones are two very good players. And uh, it's just hard to imagine that going up against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, even with Teddy Bridgewater throwing the ball, that a, a cornerback room that's decimated like that can really stand a chance. And this team's been beaten by good wide receivers all year. Justin Jefferson, they were triple-teaming Justin Jefferson. He was still uh, making catches and scoring touchdowns on him. So, like, I don't, you know, Bill may have a strategy to try and take Hill away or take Waddle away or uh, not let, you know, this big umbrella coverage, not let anybody back behind them, fine. You know, that that may be the strategy, but I just don't see how how that's going to be executed when you're looking down the bench at at, uh, Sean Wade and uh, Bryant. What's his name? Um, Miles Bryant, you know? It's just hard to... It's hard to envision that. It's very hard to envision that. 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. When we come back, um, Bill Belichick spoke with the media. He was asked by Andrew Callahan, who we spoke to yesterday, Kyrie Thompson and I. Andrew Callahan asked him about the uh, Mac Jones play on Eli Apple. Again, it's the second time Bill's been asked about it. And for the second time, Bill uh, declined to defend his player. We'll get into more of that next. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Patriots have ruled out Marcus Jones, Jack Jones, Jonu Smith, Devontae Parker, all out for Sunday's game against the Dolphins. Hunter Henry, Jonathan Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, Jalen Mills, and Tyquan Thornton have been listed as questionable. Two attack of Iloa ruled out with a concussion. Teddy Bridgewater set to make the start. Bruins and the Sabres in progress right now. They're early in the second period. Buffalo has taken a 2-1 lead. Alex Tuck with his 16th goal of the year. Uh, that was two minutes into the second period. Tage Thompson late in the first with his 27th. David Posternock with the lone Bruins goal, his 25th. 
Celtics are off until tomorrow when they head to Denver to take on the Nuggets. And the college football playoffs start this afternoon. Three, uh, TCU playing two, Michigan at 4 o'clock. Number one, Georgia playing number four, Ohio State. They'll kick off at 8 o'clock. Trending now is brought to you by the cleanup and restoration specialist at ServPro. Call 1-800-SERVE-PRO. I'm Christian Arkan. That's what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Christian Arcan on WEEI. Can we broach this topic on Wednesday? Some other players' opinions of reference as far as Mac being potentially a dirty player. I know you said you'd have to talk to them about that. I don't know. But speaking for yourself, do you think Mac, in your experience, is a dirty player? Yeah, I'm not going to sit up here and comment about I mean, we go through to go through the rest of the roster and ask the same questions, right, about different things about players and all that. So like, I'm not going to get into any of that. Yeah, I, I just, it seems unusual that, you know, for one player who's had some controversy as of late, which, whether it's a big deal or not, you know, your opinion isn't clear. Yeah, my, right, right now my focus is on Miami Dolphins. It's not on some other game, some other play, some other year, what somebody else said or didn't say. Like, we're trying to get ready for the Dolphins, and so that's where it's at. So, honestly, I don't even think about those things. Do you think at all when, you know, I ask you if your quarterback's a dirty player, and I know things that you say to us, you would say to any of the players. Yeah, I'll just, like, again, I'm thinking about the Dolphins. That's really what I'm thinking about. So I'm not going to go into, like, last year, some other what else's comments, some other game, some other situation. Like, I don't know, whatever it is, it is. Whatever was called was called. That's what it is. I'm on to the Dolphins. So that's where it's at. So, honestly, I don't even think about those things. Do you think you run the risk at all of alienating your quarterback when I ask if he's dirty? Yeah, I have a good relationship with all the players. I talk to all the players. I talk to the team every day, talk to players individually. 
on an as-needed basis or anything that's relevant. So I feel comfortable in my relationship with every player, every coach, every staff member. Bill Belichick getting a little little prickly there. Andrew Callahan pressing him. And listen, he, he deserved to be pressed there a little bit. Because for the second straight time, being asked about it, Bill Belichick would not defend this guy. He dismissed the question, so maybe that's better than defending him. I'm not even going to acknowledge that. I'm not even going to entertain what you're saying. Mac Jones, a dirty player. How dare you? How dare you ask me that? It's not saying I don't think he's dirty. I'm just saying how dare you ask me that. <laughs> it's very different. Um, yeah, I uh, I think that that last part at the end was interesting, too. I have a relationship. He said, I'm comfortable. He didn't say I have a good relationship. I'm comfortable in my relationship with all the players and all the coaches, all the staff, everybody. So there. I have friends. They just go to different schools. Like, you know, it was one of those. And I can't help but think that that was in response to what Kyle Van Noy said about Bill Belichick uh, earlier this week. He was asked about the differences between uh, Staley over there in L.A., and Bill Belichick and their coaching styles and sort of everything else. If you missed this, here's what Kyle Van Noy had to say. Do we I have to say the biggest difference between Bill and uh, and Staley's relationships? He has relationships with every single player on the team. Uh, it's really impressive how he can work a room. Uh, he's got everybody number on in their favorites. He can call them right then and there. And any player he reaches out. You know, it, it, I respect that. And and to in this new age of players, you got to do that. And he's done a great job of that. And I'm not saying Bill, I have a great relationship with Bill, but not everybody does. And so I would say that's the biggest difference is the relationship base that Staley forms versus Bill. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, who was cut twice by Bill Belichick, by the way, he didn't cut him once, cut him twice, uh, is uh, saying, I have a great relationship with Bill, but not everyone did. And Staley over here, he loves everyone. He's got everyone's, uh, you know, everyone saved on his phone. He likes all their Instagram posts. He's, you know, he's a great guy. He loves everybody. And Bill Belichick, you know, he doesn't have those same kind of relationships with everyone. Now listen to Bill answering that question. Yeah, I have a good relationship with all the players. I talk to all the players. I talk to the team every day, talk to players individually on an as-needed basis or anything that's relevant. So I feel comfortable in my relationship with every player, every coach, every staff member. Yeah. So there, Kyle Van Noy. What do you think about that? I got great relationships. Just didn't have a great one. And Van Noy said, hey, me and Bill get along great. Yeah, well, he did cut you twice. So it's interesting. But, yeah, uh, I can't help but think that was Bill maybe responding to Van Noy a little bit there. And you wonder, like, I've heard a lot of people this week say Bill Belichick's an old school coach. You know, he's 71 years old. He's not going to change. And you can't expect these new age Gen Z millennial players to, you know, understand what it's like to play for a real man like Bill who's old and, you know, a champion and all that other stuff. And I just would say this. Being old doesn't mean anything. Like, you can be a young a-hole head coach and... It doesn't mean you're old. Like, there's old coaches in the league right now who the players love them. Pete Carroll is an example right there. Pete Carroll's older than Bill, and they love him in Seattle. Every year, they, they all the players, he's a player's coach. He gets them pumped up. They run want to run through a wall for him. Bill Belichick, he, gets, he commands respect from his resume. 
You know, you come play with me, you listen to me, you do what I say, I'm going to make you a winner. I'll make you a champion. And he delivers on that, or he had been delivering on that for 20 years. Had a little bit of help. Greatest quarterback who ever lived, uh, maybe greatest player who ever lived. But he also was still able to say that, and he made it work, and that was sort of his whole thing. And it was a successful way of doing things. It was successful for him. It was unsuccessful for anybody else who tried to do it. Anybody from his coaching tree who tried to branch off like Mangini or like Patricia or like McDaniels or like you name it, Joe Giannibody, they all they all fell flat on their face, except for Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien's the only one you can sort of look at and think, okay, there was, uh, there was maybe something there, and that's why he felt he had to go. He went to Penn State, and then he was over in uh, Houston and kind of flamed out there. And now I know I was just talking crap about his tenure at Alabama, but they're doing, they're doing pretty well. Um, it's uh, it's going okay for them right now in this uh, bowl game that they're playing in. So I'm not following it super closely, but I can see that they're putting up points 35 to 10 in the third quarter there. So I think uh, I think the Sugar Bowl is well in hand, unfortunately for uh, Kansas State. Um, it's not age; it's personality. It's not the fact that he's old; it's the fact that he's Bill. And you sort of think about these new players. And when I think about new players, I don't necessarily think about young players, but there are a lot of young players on this team. There's a lot of players drafted in the last two, three years who are playing prominent roles right now. And, uh, you know, thank God that's finally, uh, that's finally started to tick up a little bit. But I don't necessarily just mean young players. I mean new players, new Patriots. Bill's always, for the last 20 years, had a bunch of his guys in that locker room. Bill's guys, true Patriots. You, can, I, you know who they are, and you know who they even are right now. Right now, Bill's guys are Devin McCourty, Matthew Slater. Is that it? Is it just McCourty and Slater? Maybe Damian Harris? Is Harris one of Bill's guys? Um, Definitely McCourty and Slater. Maybe Myers, Jacoby Myers. But uh, that's it. Look at the offense. On the off, oh, uh, David Andrews. David Andrews is a Bill guy for sure. But look at the rest of the offense. Isaiah Wynn, Trent Brown on the line. You know, those are your two tackles. Neither one of those guys are Bill guys. I know he drafted one and he signed the other one, but those aren't like Bill guys. Um, Hunter Henry. John U. Smith, Nelson Aguilar. I think we've learned that Kendrick Bourne is, in fact, not a Bill guy this year. I think that's something we learned pretty pretty clearly, that that's not exactly uh, his his fate. He's not one of those, those trusted Bill Belichick players, even though maybe he should be. Um, Aguilar, Bourne, Parker, Smith, Henry. These are all guys who just got here. And they got here because Bill paid them more. They oh, He overpaid for them. And that's probably the only reason that they're here. I don't think any one of those guys would have looked at the landscape of free agents and if they had gotten the uh, similar offer at some other team would have said, yeah, you know what, I'm going to stick with Cam Newton and Bill Belichick and I'm going to go play there. That's, that's, that's the way to go. There may have been some because they're only, you know, at the time we're only a year, two years removed from, uh, from another Super Bowl with Tom Brady. So maybe there were some players out there who still were drinking the Belichick Kool-Aid. But anybody who was doing that at the time has got to, at this point now, be like, all right, yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't it was him. This all didn't just happen because of Bill Belichick. 
Because if it did, then this team would be a lot better right now. We'd be uh, we'd be uh, getting rested up for our bye week. Instead, we're just fighting to be a fringe playoff team. And that's what they are. Patriots right now are a fringe playoff team. I think Bill needs his guys. Bill needs his guys in that locker room. And unfortunately, through all that big spending that he did in, uh, in the last two years, didn't come up with a lot of Bill guys. Came up with just a bunch of guys. Guys who were fine. Guys who can play, but not anybody who's going to set the world on fire and not anybody that I found has really bought in all that heavily into the Bill Belichick way of doing things. Um, it's not like these guys are out, you know, putting big sound bites. As some of them are, though. Kendrick Bourne has certainly criticized the coaching staff this year. Mac Jones has, too. And that's the other thing. Even when it seemed like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were at odds, I don't know that that ever bled into the locker room. I think Tom Brady was always a pretty good soldier, even if he had, you know, he was frustrated with Bill about certain things. I think he always towed the line and always got everybody pulling in the right direction. I don't think that Mac Jones is doing that. And I'm not sure that uh, that he should be either. Mac Jones, I know that uh, I know that he hasn't really accomplished much and doesn't have a lot of room to say that he should know or do something ahead of the judgment of Bill Belichick. I get all that, and I'm not you know, necessarily saying they should substitute one for the other. But I do think that Bill Belichick's judgment in regards to Mac Jones this year has been horrible. Horrible. The, the decisions that he's made and how they've affected Mac Jones have been devastating to this kid's career. And I don't know how anyone could deny that. And Bill Belichick said many times, you want to blame somebody for this, you can blame me. It's my fault. He's right. It is his fault. Um, that sort of leads me to Tom Brady. And I was thinking about Tom Brady and all his years here and how they all managed to coexist all this uh, long of a time and, and why it all worked. You talk about younger players, millennial players, Gen Z player, wow, they need to be coddled and they need to be told this and they need to be, you know, given an attaboy and a pat on the butt and you can't yell at them and you can't do that you can't do that. I don't think that that's what you got here. I'm not sure that that's what Mac Jones's problem is. It's not that he's not getting enough attaboys. It's not that he's, you know, being uh, getting yelled at. I'm not sure that anyone's really yelling at him. I'm not sure that any of the coaches are, are dumping everything on him and he can't handle it. I don't think that that's it. I think he's just frustrated because of the incompetence. And the uh, and the the jokes of a play. And how about this? How about they get in the red zone and they get the play in before the time clock runs out? You know, is that is that something that Mac Jones should just be sitting there going, "It's okay, guys. You'll get it next time. You'll get the play in with enough time to actually run it next time. Don't worry. Keep your chin up." Like that's not Mac Jones's job. It's not his job to root on these coaches who don't know what they're doing and can't get the play in. All right, that's not that is not in his job description. His job description is to run the offense and to throw passes. And uh, you know, he's not been great at that this year. I'll give you that. Fine. But what they're asking, they're asking him to teach the offense to these guys, they're asking him to you know, to have their back when things are clearly not going well. And now it's what? Oh, he's not allowed to yell at him. He's not allowed to voice his displeasure when uh direct decisions that they're making are affecting him negatively. Like what? So then what? So what? All this time, you can't ever question anything. You got to just keep on trusting Bill, even though he's the one who brought in these guys, and it's clearly uh, been a failure. I don't even know who's still defending this anymore. The closest thing I've seen to someone still defending it is Matt Chatham. 
And God bless Matt Chatham, man. He will not. He'll go to the wall, that guy. I can't tell you how wrong I think he is. But uh, he'll he'll keep on. He'll and he. You know what's funny is he's no, not even uh, for a second considering the fact that he may be off. But he had a tweet. I think it was today. It was either today or yesterday. Let me see if I can find it. Scrolling through his timeline right now. Oh, yes. Uh, someone tweeted him and said that Matty P has made the Patriots offense the lacking, laughing stock of the NFL. And Chatham quote tweeted this yesterday and said, yes, the 16th point per game offense in the 32-team league is the laughing stock of the league. With all the offensive coordinator names you know somehow littered behind them throughout the 17th through 32nd range. You've made my point about blame shifting, scapegoating, hyperbole, and different rules for different people. One small problem. They're not the 16th point per game offense in the NFL. A lot of those touchdowns came from the defense and came from our guy Marcus Jones returning punts or uh, pick sixes or scoop and score, whatever it is. They are not the 16th highest scoring offense in the league, which, first of all, anybody who's watched this team even a little bit this year would just know that off the top of their head. Just from what? Just from the eye test. And listen, I, Matt Chatham was a professional football player. He obviously knows more about football than I do. I'm not trying to say that I know more than he does. But that's not tr- the 16th best, highest scoring offense. You know that's not true. You watch these games, man. You know that's not right. Come on. They're really like the 23rd uh, for rushing touchdowns, 29th for passing, and in red zone touchdown percentage, they're dead last. That is a laughing stock. I'm sorry, it is. The fact that they had all these defensive and special teams touchdowns to pump up their total a little bit and put them right in the middle of the pack is kind of making the other guy's point, isn't it? That this offense is actually a laughing stock. And the only way for them to even be mediocre is for the defense and the special teams to score a bunch of touchdowns. That's the definition of a laughing stock of an offense. And that's what this team has been this year. There's no getting around it anymore. There's no, and I'm sorry, I know I'm picking on Chatham a little bit here, but like he's not the only one I, I see who's, uh, who's come up with stuff like this. He's probably the loudest and the most prominent, so I'm, I'm singling him out. But like that, there's no way. There's no way you can look at this offense and think that they were in the middle of the pack offensively. Uh, the offense offensively. The team being in the middle of the pack offensively, that's just that's so, that's so absurd. Uh, you can't find a PFF number or one of those weird advanced statistics that even tells you that. And, I mean, that's pretty obvious. But other than that, I'm not seeing a ton of this. I'm not seeing a ton of people still trying to defend this decision-making. Um, a lot of people are saying it's not the coaching, it's the players not executing. I buy that a little bit. I buy that more than them being the 16th best offense in the league. Yeah, they haven't executed well this year. Why is that? Huh. Well, geez, I don't know. You bring back an offense with almost the exact same personnel, and suddenly they're a whole lot worse. What could that possibly be? What could that possibly have been? Hmm. Hmm. Let's really, let's put on our detective hats here and uh, and try and figure this one out. See if we can crack the code. It's the same people. It's the same offensive line, mostly. It's the same quarterback. It's the same running backs. It's, you added a wide receiver. It's the same tight ends. What's different? They all just decided they didn't want to listen to you this year? They all just took a vote in the locker room and said, no, we're going to screw everything up on purpose. Or could it be that the problems that they were having from the very beginning with these uh, offensive coordinators who aren't even coordinators, just a couple of coaches who were looking for work and Bill decided to give them a shot. It's like when Michael Scott hired Kevin. He was like, Kevin was looking for a job in the warehouse. (laughs) I made him an accountant. 
because I saw something in him. It's like it's the same thing. Matt Patricia was looking for a job as like a defensive assistant or a new Ernie Adams type, and Bill's like, you know what? I'm going to make you the offensive coordinator. <laughs> He's there, like Kevin. Like what? Like I can't. I can't even add. I don't know how to be an offensive coordinator. I can't be an accountant. It's the same thing. And do you blame Kevin for that? No, you don't, because it's not Kevin's fault. Kevin probably should be working in the warehouse, right? But he's not. He's running the offense. <laughs> it's not going great. And uh, there's one person you can blame for it, and that one person's Bill Belichick. 617-779-7937. That's your phone number. When we come back, there was some news this week in the NFL that uh, shocked a lot of people. As the Las Vegas Raiders, helmed by one Josh McDaniels, decided they are all done with Derek Carr. Plopping him on the bench, bringing in Stid the Kid for the last two games while they're still alive for a playoff spot. Um, potentially alienating their best player, Devontae Adams, and uh, sending everybody's bowels into an uproar out there in Las Vegas. Uh, we'll get to that because what I think that means is we got ourselves another off-season of the old QB carousel, ladies and gentlemen. That's coming up after this. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Covering Boston sports and beyond, we're back to Christian Arcan on WEEI. Obviously, I don't think anybody was excited about it in here. Um, you know, him being one of, one of my really good friends and, you know, the reason why I came here in the first place. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here right now if he wasn't, uh, you know, if he wasn't here. So, um, I think everybody knows how I feel about him. And, and you know, with that said, there's a, there's a process of how things go. And I'm not going to sit here and, and go on and on. But, obviously, I support my guy. And, uh, you know, I, you know, we, we got to finish the season out, you know, the best way we can possible with, you know, all things considered at this point. But, uh, yeah, any, anything else that you guys got, you can, you can leave that for, for culture. Devontae Adams, not too happy about uh, the Derek Carr situation. It's Christian Arkin here, Sports Radio, WEEI. My guy Stiz back there behind the glass. Taking your phone calls, 617-779-7937. Um, why does this matter? Josh McDaniels benching Derek Carr. Does it matter because the Patriots are going to trade Mac Jones for Derek Carr? I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I'm not ruling it out completely, though, by the way. And anybody who is is stupid. I'm just pushing it to the side for a moment because I think that there's something bigger going on here. I don't think that uh, McDaniels benched Carr because he was dying to get Mac Jones in there or Jared Stidham or, well, either of those two guys. I think that that was done to clear some room for TB12. I don't know if it'll work. I don't know if Brady wants to go to Vegas. But I do know that if Devontae Adams was really, really, really only there to play with Derek Carr and they just bench Derek Carr, then it's a good way to keep him around. Well, Brady's coming. Okay. 
All right, you know, I like Derek Carr, but that's I'll I'll I'll, I'll play with Tom Brady. <laughs> that that works for me. Just a thought. And even if that's not what's going to happen, think about all the teams who need quarterbacks right now. Uh, the Jets need a quarterback. The Dolphins, I think, are going to need a quarterback. I don't know if Tua is going to play next year. I don't know if he's ever going to play football again. I know that there's going to be people telling him that he shouldn't. And I don't know that I, if I was someone close to him that I would necessarily not be one of those people. Uh, you know, you're talking about a guy who is young and is having a lot of trouble. Um, the Texans will probably need a quarterback. I don't think they'll stick with him, with Davis Mills. Raiders, obviously. Um, there's a lot of teams out there right now who are playing some really, truly horrible quarterbacks this week. I mean, I know we're at the end of the year. <laughs> like, sometimes it just sort of looks like this due to injuries or what have you, but some of these are just guys who got benched, and this is who they're playing. Like, they just got so fed up with their starting quarterback that they said, bleep it, <laughs> we're going to go with Desmond Ritter, or they're going to go with Nick Foles, or we're going to go with whoever. Like, You know what I mean? Like, it's so weird this year. Uh, we're at the end of the season, and some of these quarterbacks who were playing, like, jo- first of all, Josh Dobbs playing for Tennessee on Thursday night was alarming. But uh, Arizona and Atlanta, that's, what, Ritter-McCoy? <laughs> Yuck. Uh, is Fields playing for Chicago? I think he is. So, all right, Goff-Fields, that's fine. Um, Davis Mills and Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Lawrence is good. You got Russell Wilson and uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. That's a pretty good one, I guess. Mac Jones versus Teddy Bridgewater. Anybody want to? Uh, how much are those tickets going for? Daniel Jones and Nick Foles. Uh, Jalen Mills isn't playing, so I believe that's Gardner Minshew and Andy Dalton in the uh, Eagles. Eagles Saints. Tom Brady and who's going? Sam Darnold, I think, for Carolina. Brady and Darnold. Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz. Jarrett Stidham versus Brock Purdy in the 4 o'clock hour. <laughs> Geno Smith and Mike White. Rogers Cousins, there's a good one. And uh, let's see, Chargers-Rams. You got Baker Mayfield and uh, Justin Herbert there. And then, of course, Sunday Night Football with Kenny Pickett and Tyler Huntley. At least Monday Monday night's legitimately good. Monday night's Buffalo-Cincinnati. It's probably the two of the best quarterbacks in the league. They're both playing. They're playing each other. And it's a game that matters for playoff seating. Monday night, great. A lot of those games, uh, to quote whoever makes those tears, booty cheeks. I mean, those are – that is a real – just think about this. Think about in a time in, in football where it's so imperative that you have a quarterback that's – you know, the leader of the team, they get these huge contracts, and it's all just so QB-centric. Just think about some of those names I just gave you. The, the Playing this way, starting at quarterback, Jared Stidham, David Blau, I forgot. He's, he's, David Blau's going. Uh, Josh Dobbs, Desmond Ritter, Nick Foles, Davis Mills, Bridgewater Wentz, Mike White, Baker Mayfield, Kenny Pickett, and Andy Dalton. Not to mention Mac Jones. These guys are all playing this weekend. 
<laughs> that's that's crazy. I'd say we're due for a nice QB shakeup. And again, I know that there's a lot of injuries, and that's what most of this is. Okay, fine. But it's not all of it. A lot of these are quarterbacks who just got benched. And, you know, I mean, only but for the grace of God is Bailey Zappi's name not on that list of quarterbacks playing this weekend. Um, Not that I want to bring the Zappi thing back up because Lord knows it's long over. If they were going to make that move, they would have. You heard him calling for it at halftime of the Cincinnati game, but I think that the Stidham, uh, the Stidham, the Zappi thing is over. I can officially, you know, unless Matt gets hurt, I can, uh, you know, say the prayer over the casket of the uh, of the Bailey Zappi experience this year because I just think that's uh, that's dead, that's dead and in the ground, and it's too bad because, you know, I think Bailey Zappi showed something this year. I think that he showed at the very least he was capable of uh, commanding this offense even against the bad team, even against the bad defense, which is up to you to decide if you really think that's what the Cleveland Browns are. Dallas, uh, not Dallas, uh, Detroit, absolutely. Bad defense, sure. Cleveland, Cleveland wasn't all bad this year. They were up and down. They had some good games. They had some uh, games where they stopped uh, Cincinnati right after you, I think. and It was a Halloween game. So not all bad. But, yeah, I think you got a QB carousel on your hands. The Titans need a quarterback. Um, Tom Brady may end up being another major domino this time, and I'll tell you what else. These guys aren't going to sit around and let Brady uh, sneak out of their grasp again. That's not happening. They'll make their moves. Now, which Tom Brady are you getting is the real question because Brady seems like he's fallen off a bit this year, doesn't he? I I know he's had a couple of nice comebacks at the end of the game, but he's not putting up big numbers anymore, and he's got mostly and a lot of the same guys still on that offense. Not everyone, but, you know, Evans has been playing, and Godwin's been playing lately, and I just sort of feel like they're not putting up a lot of points. Uh, but Tom Brady will still have a market. And if that's a first domino to drop, I think that could be a really exciting thing that goes on here because just look. Look at all these teams that are in desperate need of a quarterback because of who they're playing this weekend. <laughs> I mean, it's right there. It's right there for you. Um, I, I think that uh, any number of those teams could be looking to make a change. Should the Patriots be one of them? Should the Patriots be one of the teams looking to make a change at quarterback? What do you think Bill thinks? What do you think the Crafts think? It's all very interesting. 617-779-7937. That's your phone number. When we come back, We'll do a quick year in review. It's the last show of 2022, and I want to go through all four teams. I've been all Patriots today. I'm going to do a quick segment through all four teams, give you their year in review, what worked, what didn't, what to look forward to, what to feel bad about. All of that is coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.